Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The president has previously said that he has never discussed overseas business dealings with his son. But the White House now says that the president has never been in business with his son. So why the updated language? Which statement is true? Or is this semantics and they're both true? Uh, As I stated on Monday when I was asked this question multiple times, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed on this. Nothing has changed on this. Uh, And so you could ask me a million different ways. Uh, on this question, nothing has changed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do, you, do you know who it was that asked that question, the follow-up question? Was that Fox or was it somebody else? That is Phil Wegman of Real Clear Politics. Okay, well, at least it wasn't Fox or the New York Post. I don't think the New York Post is allowed in there. but That's so, funny. I, I get up from dinner. I'm wearing my T-shirt as usual. I come back in a three-piece suit and a watch on a chain. <laughs> Joe, why have you changed clothes? Nothing has changed. No, before you were in a T-shirt, now you're in a three-piece suit looking like it's 1880. Nothing has changed. You can ask me any way you want. Nothing has changed. Look, I've answered this question a bunch of times. Nothing has changed. So that fits into something I want to get to here I thought was really interesting from Mark Halpern from his amazing newsletter, the way the Red America sees all this all stuff and the way Blue America is seeing it. And and it has to do with the media coverage for the most part because if you take in your media through mainstream media you're not hearing about it at all but if you're red america and you have been following it what you're seeing in the story of hunter biden and all this is obvious facts adding up to corruption and cover-up that dwarfs watergate and this is a quote from miranda devine 
from the New York Post has been doing it since the laptop. Her quote is, corruption and cover-up that dwarfs Watergate and every other Washington scandal in recent memory. It certainly has the potential to be that. I would say yesterday's developments absolutely solidified that idea. The, the whole plea deal blow up, which if you're just tuning in, uh, will give you the, the, the brief outline of what happened, and it is dirty. Also, what Red America is seeing, the White House and President Biden, the clip we just played, the White House and President Biden switching from saying for months that the president never spoke with Hunter about his business deals to saying the two men were never in business together and a White House unwilling to explain the change or even acknowledge the change has been made. Yes, that strikes Red America and to me, anybody with a brain as... I mean, that's just like waving a couple of red flags like you're landing a plane with flashlights. Well, there's something weird going on here, something yeah. weird going on here. But, well, it's a de facto confession that what we've been maintaining for years and years is not true. They did discuss his business. Uh, the domi- the What does Red America see? A dominant media covering the Hunter Biden story as little as possible in most cases and downplaying the story in more subtle ways than they that, that in a way that they would never do for any controversy involving Trump or any other Republican, such as casting doubt on the IRS whistleblowers, calling them so-called whistleblowers or claim to be whistleblowers and stuff like that. Wow. And he goes through a whole bunch of examples of that. A lot, you know, having no interest in why Hunter flew on Air Force Two to China to strike a big deal and that he and his dad never talked about it right. on the plane. I mean, it just sounds so crazy to most of us. And our favorite email on the topic from a listener who pointed out that's probably why Hunter was on drugs, because his father showed so little interest in him that they could fly to China together. He could close a giant deal, and the old man never even asked him about it. It was parental neglect that turned him to drugs. Come on. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. It's practically laughable, that idea. I just would like to have a father who sometimes asks, how was your day? So business was good in China today, Dad. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Shut up or my dog will bite you. (laughs) Red America sees that these were not the standards applied to Russiagate or any other flap scandal or controversy when Donald Trump was president or a candidate, obviously. Um, It goes through a couple of other examples. I think you get the point. Uh... And then get down to what does Blue America think about all this. And I thought this was really interesting, and you, you need to understand this. Most of Blue America, along with, at least for now, most independents, don't think much of it at all because they don't think about it at all. Their familiarity with the facts and the allegations are next to zero. So let's say roughly about 90% have no thoughts about any of this stuff. 10% think that there was unseemly buck-raking, whatever that is. Hunter had addiction issues and that there is no cover-up and Donald Trump cannot be president again, is the overall chief thing. But that's what you got to remember. 90% of blue America and a lot of independents, completely, this is not on their radar at all. Right. They haven't heard about it. How weird is that? That's very, very weird particularly given the weight of what's happening. Things are getting and the, weird, and they're getting weird fast. Well, that's true, Elon. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's astonishing, the dishonesty and bias of so much of the mainstream media. And and what's really astonishing to me, because I'm, I'm not easily astonished these days, is that these stories are so good. They're so juicy. They are so corrupt power. 
which is what the media is like. That's what they're built for. That's how they win their awards. That's how they gain their reputations and get their book deals. They are so biased, they're passing on these big, fat, juicy stories. So I think it's worth playing this from the NBC Evening News last night. One, if you didn't get the news yesterday, it fills in some of the details. And two, this is for the first time to my knowledge that NBC Evening News has covered any of this stuff. And they throw in a number of things. Clip 50 there, Michael. Hunter Biden entered a federal courthouse hoping to bring to an end his legal problems. It did not turn out that way. In a stunning move, a federal judge refusing to sign off on his controversial plea deal. Judge Mary Ellen Norieka saying the agreement contained atypical provisions and she needed more information. At one point, as the deal was unraveling, Biden's attorney declaring, quote, we'll rip it up. While prosecutors revealing their investigation into Hunter Biden is ongoing and the deal would only absolve Hunter of legal issues between 2014 and 2019 and only on drugs, taxes and firearms charges. Hunter Biden pleading not guilty to the tax charges. And Hunter Biden also at the center of another controversy with President Biden facing criticism for not publicly acknowledging his seventh grandchild, Hunter's daughter. Hunter Biden and the child's mother recently concluded a legal dispute. The White House has declined to discuss the issue. I think the NBC New Evening News covering it at all, calling the plea deal, the original plea deal controversial, then laundry listing all of the things that Hunter Biden has done, including things he may be investigated for in the future, and then for icing on the cake for no no needed reason whatsoever, throwing in the whole Joe Biden won't acknowledge his seventh granddaughter, I thought, wow, what is going on there? What is going on there? How, what goes on inside the minds of those uh, Bigfoot media guys when they so so willfully ignore these giant stories? And then suddenly they come around. I mean, if I if this is was, it shame, if this was the uh, flipped around, I would be saying, oh, come on. Why did you throw in that last part? That had nothing to do with today. You're just trying to get the guy that I mean, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, I know some of y'all are saying, yeah, that's because the uh, the lefty media is turned on Joe Biden because he's old and senile and they want somebody else in there. I don't know. I, you know, I've been around enough journalists uh, I'm not quite as cynical as y'all. I don't think it's premeditated. I just think they're so blinded by their bias. They do things that seem as if they're conspiracies. But that was kind of a weird tack on, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, I agree with you completely. I mean, you've gone from from actively quashing anybody bringing up the laptop or, or the lab leak theory, for that matter, to saying, hey, and you know what else? He won't recognize his grandchild. <laughs> It's just flesh and blood. How scumbaggy is that? What, what, where, where have you been? Right. And calling the original deal controversial. On that original deal, uh, if you're just tuning in, here's the long and short of it. Uh, and we went into this in detail in hour one of the show, segment three, I believe, uh, for what it's worth. But um, worth grabbing the podcast. We'll do it again later because it's so important. The judge went through the plea agreement and smelled a rat. The blanket immunity for Hunter for any crimes he may have committed during the 2000s was tucked in a very weird place having to do with his uh, diversion program for the gun charge, his immunity from the tax stuff and all. It was it was like a Easter egg in a video game. 
And the judge said, whoa, wait, what's going on with this? Why, why is this here? Why in the in the big tax charges part of this plea deal does it not refer to the immunity? The immunity is referred to in this obscure section of the gun diversion uh, charge thing. And, uh, and, and then she said, well, now, wait a minute. Is there an ongoing investigation into Hunter Biden or isn't there? And the Justice Department said, uh, yeah, yeah, there is. And Hunter's uh, attorney said, well, then we have no deal. Because they, ha- they knew there was that no more investigation clause tucked into that weird place in the, the subsection of the agreement. There are some news sources, including some that I like pretty well, that uh, say when the when the DOJ announced that there was uh, an ongoing investigation, that was news to Hunter's attorney. Oh no 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 no! I stand. I I am ready to go to the grave believing until I am specifically corrected. The DOJ and Hunter's attorneys both knew precisely what was in that agreement, and then the judge. Uh, described the deal in the courtroom as unusual and questioned why the deal contains some, quote, non-standard terms such as broad immunity. And then she asked prosecutor Leo Wise, the head guy uh, prosecuting this for the Justice Department, she says, is there any precedent for this kind of deal? And he replied, no, Your Honor. Right. Why is the DOJ offering up a completely unprecedented, confusing, sneaky plea deal to Hunter Biden. If I have to answer that question for you, well, God bless you, but you're a fool. Yeah, that's troubling, and I am not optimistic that that angle of all the scandalous stuff is going to be uncovered, but that is horrifying. I don't think that's that that hard to understand. It's horrifying to me that we came that close to we the people signing off on you're clear forever you're out of this and then and since we can't dig into your stuff we're never going to get to dad anything you did in the last 20 years anything is beyond the scope of any prosecution in exchange for pleading out to a couple of misdemeanors and getting in a gun diversion program what yeah you ought to have to rat, rat out Tony Soprano, Paulie Walnuts, and the, the Silvio to get that sort of deal. That, that's that's astonishing, is what it is. It's shocking. If you think you know anything, text line. I shouldn't say it that way. Wow, yeah. that's broad. That's, that's the, overly broad, Your Honor. <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Much on the way. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's been seven hours and 15 days. Has died at the age of 56. She was known for her powerful performances of songs like Nothing Compares to You and for her strong political views, which often put her in the spotlight. Yeah, that's what I want to do. She was known for her songs like Nothing Compares for You? To you, at you. Nothing, you, whatever. It's one of my favorite all time songs, but that's the only thing she was known for and a political stunt, and she was hot. All right? That's enough. Oh, she had some strong and passionate music. Just it wasn't. She hits. did one of those. I'm a young, outspoken person, and I'm on Saturday Night Live, so I'm going to do a stunt. And you had one big hit, one hit wonder. Fine, whatever. Ah, enough of that. Oh my! I didn't push her down the stairs or anything. Hurtful. But you might as well have. That's cruel. <laughs> yes, we all She's like that a, song. An important artist. Love that song. One of my all-time favorite songs. But that, come on. So yesterday, my son. Uh, went and got his football stuff because football practice starts next week. He's playing oh, football, tackle football. Gear, gearing up. First year. Oh, yeah. It's very, very exciting. All the kids in line, and you go through and you get your helmet that fits and your shoulder pads and your pants and all these different sorts of things. So exciting. But uh, before you do that, of course, rite of passage is the physical. Had to get a physical. Mm. So went to the doctor to get the sports physical. When did the sports physical stop including... The old, uh, how's your father? When Turn did they your st- head and cough? Yeah, when did they stop doing that? When when I was young, part of the whole deal was somebody sticks their finger way up your scrotum and Oof. checks on your testes or something. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what they're doing up in there. But. It, and I remember it as being like, you know, it was a real, nothing like that had ever happened to me before. I had never, I'd never, I'd never pulled down my underwear in full of, in front of, you know, a, a bunch of different people and everything like, and that whole deal. And yeah. uh, it was just, just kind of a, man, I'm starting to grow up now, these sorts of things. Uh, I don't but, like it. <laughs> but they don't do that at all anymore. I'm not even exactly sure what the physical was. They kind of looked at him, looked in his ears, signed a piece of paper, and we walked out the door. There was really nothing to it. 
Well, I think they stopped doing that because in 500 million checks, they found two hernias. <laughs> and, and found a hell of a lot of guys who didn't appreciate being prodded. <laughs> Did you get that done, Michael? Uh, yeah, but it wasn't my PE teacher. It was my eye doctor. So it was just... <laughs> He's here all week, folks. Try the veal. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what they... The, I mean, there was very little. I mean, it was pretty much height, weight, look in your ears. Sign a piece of paper and walk out the door. I mean, look in your ears. She said there's some wax in that left ear. Okay. I'll get that out before he starts <laughs> playing football. Can he still football. play football? Or is that going to like, <laughs> will he slip on it? Will he's running a route? What, what is this? But what would you? Happening? What would you have to do to not get the paper signed? Like pass out in the office or be bleeding? Or <laughs> I just, I don't even know what was going on there. And I don't know how it absolves them. I thought it was a legal thing. Like it gets them off the hook for something. That was but, my guess. Yeah. Liability box check. But I'm not sure how that even works. No. Since they didn't actually check anything. No, I don't. It strikes me as silly. Huh. The sort of thing we all do and don't question why. And some attorney said you gotta. I don't know. Well, somebody makes money off of it. I did have to pay $59 for it. So maybe that drives it. I don't know. But Wow. What do you figure that worked out to per minute? Oh. Or per hour as an hourly fee? I mean, it was 10 minutes. So certainly. Oh, 10 minutes is fairly thorough. Well, <laughs> that. Includes signing some paperwork and everything else. So you don't need to check for hernias anymore. Ladies, you might not know this. We used to get our testicles groped in like a really like unless you were uh, more of an early bloomer than me. No, nothing like that uh, had ever happened to me before. Nobody had ever manipulated my junk in that way ever before in my well, life. And if they did for my pleasurement, I'd tell them that doesn't feel good. <laughs> I'm not digging that. Whatever, yeah, you, let's... whatever you think that was, that maneuver, whatever you call it. I don't like that. Let's try something else. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, we've been speaking about judges and justice. Uh, there's a notable firing too long in coming of a certain college dean, you might recall. Huge layoffs at Bud Light. Now I'm starting to feel bad. Am I a sap? And what happened to Mitch McConnell's brain yesterday? Leader of the Senate. Holy cow, that was a frightening deal. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. And Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It began just like any other press conference, but within seconds, it took a troubling turn. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell freezing in front of the cameras, unable to speak for 20 seconds. The 81-year-old slowly stepped aside and was escorted to his office. Twelve minutes later, he was back in front of the microphones trying to brush off concerns. Yeah, so if you haven't seen that video, it's something. He just freezes. He's talking and then he just stops and looks straight ahead. Just stares into the distance, yeah, silently, and people kind of wander up to him and say, Mitch, are you all right, Mitch? And then uh, they shuffle him off, comes back a few minutes later, as you heard there, and then answers questions, complicated questions, fairly well. I mean, mm-hmm. sounded fine. He sounded like he always sounds. He sounds like a smart old man who runs the Senate. He's the longest-serving majority leader in U.S. history now. <laughs> um, but he ain't okay. No, he's an 81-year-old man who had a serious concussion a couple of months ago, I guess. And they say he had another fall recently that, right. that was not disclosed, I guess. Um, I'm yeah, su- that's that's not good that that happened. I'm surprised they brought him back out so quickly after he locked up like that. Um, uh, so Mitch McConnell's 81, Joe Biden's 80, Nancy Pelosi 83, Maxine Waters 84, Chuck Grassley is 89. Diane Feinstein, she's going away, but she's 90. Klaus Schwab, I don't know who Klaus Schwab is. Nazi Germany. Is 85. George Soros, who's not in government but controls a lot, is 92. <laughs> wow. Maybe we need a younger generation of leaders and movers and shakers. It's a gerontocracy. Well, Hakeem Jeffries is a good deal younger than all those people. Yep. He's the new House Minority Leader. Yep. Uh, so, meanwhile, across town, I hope Mitch McConnell's all right. But, you know, again, why do we have all these 80-year-olds running things? Anyway, um, uh, meanwhile, across town, the House was grilling the utterly sickening Alejandro Mayorkas 
about the immigration situation. The border is secure. Oh, Lord. Um, let's let's start. This is a little longish, but it, it's a good scathing, uh, you know, spanking from Representative Harriet Hageman. 30, Michael. I have watched with absolute fascination as you have danced and dodged and lied. Yes, lied. We know you've lied. You know you've lied. But more importantly, the American public knows that you lied throughout your testimony today. And yet you believe that you and your fellow architects of the censorship industrial complex think that you should be able to determine what is and isn't true and what is and isn't untrue. You are the walking, talking epitome of the very tyrant that our forefathers recognized would gravitate towards government service. And it is because of people like you that they drafted the First Amendment. I thank them for their foresight. I thank them for recognizing that you and people like you would do everything in your power to control speech, to control freedom, to take away our rights. And they've written a document that isn't going to allow you to do that. Unfortunately, we still have courts and judges who recognize that you don't have the power that you are attempting to take, that you do not have the right to limit our freedom of speech, our freedom of association, our right to communicate. Thank God we have the First Amendment so that we can stop you from doing what you've been doing. With that, I yield back. Wow, that was a good uh, tongue lashing. The First yeah. Amendment stuff, I've got to admit, I'm a little mystified because I, I didn't I, watch the whole hearing. I thought that was a little over the top. I want Mayorkas to go. I think I th- I, if she has said, you're a hack, you're a bureaucratic hack that is ignoring what's going on there. I don't know about the whole, you're the kind of tyrant the founding fathers were oh, talking about. Stuff. Oh, oh, it has to do with that disinformation uh, board move that they're trying to quietly reconstitute that's under the department of homeland security okay i uh, this was out of context from what i was thinking about i was just thinking about all the people that are slipping across the border and him pretending the border is secure the border is secure sure of course the fact that we set records every single month last year while you're uh in charge of it uh, ignore that um worth mentioning again the latest polling on the border is vast majority three quarters of americans think it is a major problem or a crisis, including 56% of Democrats. Wow. Keep that in mind. I mean, wow. the guy's got to go just based on that. It's clear that, okay, you're you're not doing a good job. Everybody in America realizes it. Let's try somebody different. Nothing wrong with that. Then there's Matt Gates. You might not want him at your daughter's prom, but he sure can bring oh. it in a hearing. Oh, jeez. Clip number 31. 1.2 million people today have been through your entire process, right? They've been through what you call a removal proceeding is just an amnesty dance. Because after the 1.2 million people get an order from the judge saying that they don't have a basis to be here, you still don't remove them. Hey, 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 M, 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 amnesty dance, amnesty dance. You can dance if you wanna. Uh, wow, that's that's really good. Uh, he says yep. cartels get the joke. The app is like the Disney Fast Pass. There's no search of criminal history. Uh, and then uh, he, he lectures him about Mexico being controlled by the drug cartels and why in the world are we cooperating with the cartels, which is a great question. I remember one of the Trump impeachments, I think, or a judge impeachment. I don't remember. An impeachment was on, on the table, and we were talking to our friend Tim Sandfer, and he said, I think there should be more impeachments. He said, I think the founding fathers anticipated us having more impeachments. 
And um, I don't know about with presidents, but I certainly think in general we should be less scared of the I word and and treat it more like we do in the corporate world. Well, well this department is not doing well with you as as the in charge of it, as the vice president of this right. division. So let's try somebody different. Instead of it being a giant political, they're going to impeach him. Oh, no, we've got to double down on protecting Ming because we'd be losing ground if somebody's impeached. No, the border is a mess. Three quarters of Americans agree, and this guy's in charge. Try somebody else. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be a big hit on the Democrats. It shouldn't be a giant win for the Republicans. It should just be a normal course of business. Getting rid of incompetent leadership. Yeah, yeah. it's funny because the word impeachment, as you indicated, it's got like weight, like murder, right? Right. Ex- exactly. Exactly. When it should be getting rid of incompetent leadership. No. Somebody. Uh, quarter- somebody it turned out not to be good at it. Quarterly sales are down. We're going to move you out and try somebody else because uh, you know we we didn't hit budget. It's like that to me. Let's hear thirty-five. This is uh, Congressman Mike Johnson. I'll just say I don't have time for a question because you'll be elusive. But I just, for the record, since we're stating things for the record, I've been in Congress seven years. I think you're the most dishonest witness that has ever appeared before the Judiciary Committee. And I think I speak for a lot of my colleagues. This is such a frustrating exercise for us because our constituents want answers. They're tired of the open border. They're tired of people dying from fentanyl overdoses. And it's your fault. It's my time. Mr. Chairman, point of order. No, there's no point of order in the middle of this. This is my opinion. I think it's shared by millions of Americans. Wow, I'd like to hear that play out. Why have you censored their free speech, Hanson? Are you in bed with Mayorkas? I'll bet you are. The border is secure. You remember we found out the other day that 18% of the catch and release people actually go through the procedures that they're supposed to. 18%, something like two-thirds of them. The government never even asks them to. I got a question for you. How could the poll numbers on the border be as high as they are? Talk about that more right after this. A quick word from our friends at HelloFresh. They want you to have it all this summer, free time, and fresh, tasty food. That's why HelloFresh takes care of the planning, shopping, and they deliver the ingredients so all you need to whip up a delicious meal arrives right to your door. It's peak time for summer produce, and HelloFresh makes sure you get all the best picks all season long. The ingredients travel from the farm to your door in less than seven days for peak freshness. That's awesome. And it's all about choices. Uh, they have uh, 40 recipes every week, and you can go with fresh and fit recipes or veggie or, or whatever you want, and you don't get tired of having the same old thing night after night. Yeah, it's super fast and easy and delicious and healthy if you want it to be and all that sort of stuff. Sign up today for 50% off plus free shipping if you use the code ARMSTRONG50 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong. That's code Armstrong50 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong50. They even have these uh, uh, fast and fresh recipes that are super, super fast to prepare. Uh, Armstrong50 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong50. Legit question that I don't know the answer to. Like you've said before, I don't. it's amazing to me any conservatives ever win any argument or any race given the media coverage um, and the fact that Hollywood and the universities and, you know, uh, on the border – why do why do 75% of Americans think it's either a major problem or a crisis including 56% of Democrats given the fact that all the mainstream media has been ignoring it completely unless you're watching Fox how are you even aware that the border's a problem and I don't know the answer to that I think you know that's a great question um I think it's that it is so self-evidently wrong 
that in a world where every country has immigration controls, we just allow ours to be flouted completely. I think there's a resentment. Um, I mean, it's so big, people are aware of it, even though the mainstream media doesn't cover it. Um, and it's just, it's frustrating that we are told we need to follow the law, then whether it's people pouring across the border or stealing everything out of your local Walgreens or whatever, it becomes clear, no, the authorities are letting those people do whatever they want. I think there's a lot of resentment over that. Just Plus, looking- people see it in their towns. I would just like to know where the average person who doesn't watch Fox, how that story is getting to them. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know, but obviously it is. Yeah, They're aware yeah. of it. God, I'd say those are Gallup poll numbers, by the way. I wonder if it's like, you know, uh, in my hood, they're still building a handful of houses. It's so weird to pass by a construction site and hear uh, American pop music or rock music. It's always Mexican music. And I think people become aware of that stuff, no matter their political stripe. And that, you know, that's not to say anybody who wants to hear mariachi music is, uh, uh, is undocumented. But come on, there's a relationship. Ask anybody in construction. So I know you were going to bring up the whole Bud Light thing based on a, a recent story that fits into the latest, well, part of the latest DeSantis thing and his practically free fall now to me. I mean, just a couple of things in a couple the last couple of days, like, dude, what is going on here? So stay tuned for all that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We were talking about the Mitch glitch and uh, how many people in positions of power are really, really old now. And uh, I mentioned I don't know who this Klaus Schwab is, who's 90-some years old. We got a bunch of texts. Uh, He's the head of the World Economics Forum. Somebody said, seriously, Jack? Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum. You need to up your conspiracy theory game. I guess he's a big uh, going to control the world guy, which he probably is. But oh, absolutely, yeah, he is. Sure. Um, As I've said, I can't remember who everybody is. There are too many people. So I don't know the latest Bud Light wrinkle you want to talk about, but I can tie it into uh, Ron DeSantis when you're done. Yeah, uh, Bud Light just uh, fired, laid off two uh, percent uh, of its roughly eighteen thousand U.S. Uh, workforce, hundreds of U.S. workers. Um, they were mostly uh, white-collar types, because when I saw the headline, I thought, okay, look, all these poor guys working in the plants didn't don't want Dylan Mulvaney on the damn can, but... Uh, yeah, so, but it is... Uh, 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 they have been seriously wounded, as you know, by the decline in sale, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so hundreds of layoffs, anyway. But so that story is so, like, two months ago, and Ron DeSantis decided to... Two days ago, launch a big lawsuit against Bud Light or threaten one or whatever. It was it's it's clearly a culture war campaign tactic, which I'm all about him fighting the culture wars and I'm on his side on all of them and stuff like that. But I don't know who's advising him that the Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney thing was hot. I mean, that would have been fine. Two months ago, when it was right. like a story every single day. Remember, I was when I was talking about, hey, it's day seventeen of me hearing Dylan Mulvaney's name every day. Right. I yeah. mean, it was the hot story. And then two days ago, you do this. Just I, he just there's something wrong there. And he laid off a thirty-eight people the other day. More poll numbers came out yesterday. He's even further down. I just there's something out of step there. 
Yeah, I missed that story about his Bud Light thing, but yeah, that sounds dopey to me. Yeah, that story's just over, man. I heard some uh, um, uh, Republican pundits, including pundits who really want him to do well, um, with the feeling that, you know, he rose on this whole culture war stuff, and now the tide has turned, and I think a lot of us feel like we're winning the culture war, or we're doing pretty good at pushing back. Or at least we have awareness. You know, right. with yeah. a lot of the DEI stuff going away, and a lot of the trans stuff, people being, you know, you're getting away with standing up and saying, whoa, 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 I'm calling that person a dude. And, you know, it's not quite the backlash. So, mm-hmm. it just, it, it, the timing isn't right for him to jump on that. And then on a different topic with Ron DeSantis... He did an interview over the weekend in which uh, it was asked if he would consider RFK Jr. as a vice presidential running mate if he gets the nomination. And Ron DeSantis said he didn't think that RFK Jr. was right for vice president, but I'd love to sick him on the FDA if he'd be willing to serve or sick him on the CDC. Huh. Charles Cook of the National Review, who lives in Florida and was a big Ron DeSantis honk in the beginning before I even knew who DeSantis was, said, and some of you aren't going to agree with this, but this is the take of some conservatives, it's flat-out insanity for DeSantis to mention RFK Jr. within the same sentence as the FDA or CDC, let alone as a potential appointee to do anything related to medicine, given RFK Jr.'s, like, uh, the virus was going after, it was made so it won't hit Jews or... Asian people or whatever that was. Yeah, some people have written and said that was uh, his, uh, he was saying it was conceivable. He wasn't saying it was, but I don't know. All right, that's not what it sounded like, the quote I read. He said it, he said it, he said it numerous times. Uh, anyway, um, so it's just an odd move for Ron DeSantis, the direction he's going. I don't Yeah, I just, uh, the whole uh, RFK Jr., uh, Getting support from the right thing is uh, is interesting to me. Oh, it's, it's huge, huge support on Hannity the other night. Big crowd cheering everything he said. Yeah, yeah. These are weird times. Um, and I think DeSantis is just looking for a toehold. He's looking for support to emerge from somewhere. I'm not going to say, yeah, I am going to say he's desperate. It, it, it feels very bad. I've been in winning locker rooms. I've been in losing locker rooms. And his locker room has got to feel like... We're tanking. Well, if he's not desperate, he should be. Yeah. Uh, given a whole bunch of indicators uh, out there, I, there there was a thing the other day. They're gonna they're laying off all this staff. They're gonna go lean. They're gonna let Ron be Ron. That's what the problem has been. Too many handlers. Every time I've heard that about a candidate, it's them losing and about to get out of the race. I remember Al Gore. <laughs> I remember I don't know how many different people have. You just gotta let you know. Hey, uh, Giuliani be Giuliani. Too many handlers controlling him. It just that's always the like it's the last refuge of scoundrels or something. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Well, yet another Triple A star who can't play in the major leagues. It happens. You know, I'm not going to pronounce his candidacy dead, but it's it's sick. Well, and then Trump's going to get indicted here in the next hour or 24 hours or whenever, and then he'll dominate the news cycle for many days to come on that, and it be hard to get a you know a breath of air if you're a candidate running up against him. Tell you what, I'll bet the DOJ right now is saying, "Quick, get that indictment ready. Indict Trump, even if the paperwork isn't ready. I don't even whatever. Just make something up and indict him quick and divert attention mm. from the dirty Hunter Biden plea deal." Right, and that'll do it. If you're just tuning in, where have you been? Um, but more importantly, 
the Hunter Biden plea deal is going to be a scandal that's going to reach the highest levels of the DOJ, I believe. It is utterly dirty, and this judge ain't having it. So you don't think this story's over? Absolutely not. I hope you're right. I think it will spread. It's already being covered now by the lamestream media, um, and it's impossible to ignore well, it's not impossible. They're very good at ignoring what is plainly true. But it is it is so compelling a story of the perversion of power. I've got to believe they'll latch onto it. And and that matters, folks. And it only matters because it's we the people's pressure that makes things happen. And if the media suppresses the reality of a situation, it's tough to get the momentum going. Man, a Trump indictment will really push that story off the front page, the second page, and the tenth page. Yeah. Yeah, the media will be just gleeful in an excuse to change the topic. And Trump's poll numbers will go up, probably, because they have every other indictment. Spicy times. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.